And currently, we have in Danville, 50 degrees, 52 in Lynchburg, 49 in Bedford, 55 in Roanoke and Salem, 52 in Appomattox, and 49 in Amherst. Coming up right around 736, we're going to have Thane Rosenbaum. He's going to talk to us about what happened to Donald Trump yesterday at the uh, in the courtroom up there in New York. So you were watching that yesterday. I did not see it, but apparently they his lawyer was not happy oh, she she went out well i told you before the show right she's pleasant to the eyes okay she's a smash up there's a there's ivanka a shock and uh <laughs> ivanka and and um melania if you smashed them together you'd get the current lawyer and the i'm, I'm telling you the media loves her because the guys just get around and go i wonder if i can get her phone number this time anyway she was irate yesterday um because she felt like the this thing is predetermined before he even gets into the courtroom. And, of course, she's making the case that, you know, Trump has the money. He's got the microphone. Uh, if this happened to you, you wouldn't have a chance as a regular American. So they're trying to play that card. And it's a good card to play. You well, know? absolutely. Because they will come after us next there's well and they and they already have i yeah. mean we we've seen well, look it. at january 6th exactly yeah they just and they're still hunting they're still trolling for people that were there on january 6th but uh but not looking for the palestinian uh <laughs> or the let's see what did they call they didn't call them rioters or uh <laughs> protesters what were they what were they uh Oh, what, what term did they use? Activists? Or well, anything? maybe. Maybe it Something was like an that. activist thing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, pretty pretty sure that's not. Oh, they're exercising their free speech. Right. Hmm. I, th- I okay. think. Who I, determines it, what's free speech and I what is. I think it's going to step up and, and, and because BLM's involved, yeah. we're going to see some buildings burn, some cars and things Probably. like that. Probably. It's going to happen before it's over. Uh, that's, how, that's how that rolls. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. And he, a lot of people went to jail, though, for that. That, that summer of love, right? When George Floyd yeah, you know, nope, decision came one. down and Mm-mm. they burned police departments. And nope. None of that. But they're still trolling for them, right? Right. No. Yeah. I mean, the bias is pretty unbelievable. Right. It really is. It's glaring. Yeah. So anyways, we'll have Thane Rosenbaum. Love it when we get a chance to talk to him with CBS. Very smart guy. Mm-hmm. Handsome fellow. Curly hair, man. He's got a head full of hair. I'm, I'm jealous. Well, you like <laughs> you, Thane and I like Thane too. Yeah. I mean, I you think told me about that fun. spray I could use, though. Makes my hair look thicker. Well, Haven't that was, gone a, quite ni- there that was yet. a 1970s spray. I don't <laughs> oh, think it's you not available to... anymore? There's actually some good products some out there, vintage. though. I told you there was a good product that would actually work. Yeah. That would look good and would look natural. And, yeah. you know, if you wanted to go there. Definitely want to look natural. You could go there. I want to look like that guy quite yet, you know, where I... Well, you know, a lot of people, after they had covid now fortunately mm. i didn't have to i've never had covid or anything but a lot of people lost hair yeah i remember hearing that yeah after covid mm-hmm. and um and so that was a really good product mm-hmm. for them to yeah. have access to so there was that all right i did post the uh the tuba player okay the tuba it's an amazing video wrestler if you if you missed it last hour we closed the last hour where we talked about joey chestnut he did his you know what was that guy? Was he wearing a Batman outfit or something? No, came up it, on stage. It was Peta. Wasn't it, was it PETA? a Peta thing? Yeah. yeah, but I thought they were wearing a costume or something. Maybe. And literally tried to tackle Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut grabs the guy, puts him in a headlock, grabs the next hot dog, and just starts eating. And Joey's mm-hmm. a, he's built pretty good. 
For, yeah, for an eater, he is pretty fit. I don't understand. But this I mean, tuba I guess they guy, condition themselves. I mean, you got a tuba for crying out loud. But the what it's was so huge. what was so great though was he dealt with the guy, knocked him on his rear end, and just kept right on yeah. grooving. He got, you can watch it on our on our Facebook page. I just want to know he got four punches in. Did he stay with the beat? Uh, probably. <laughs> and just kept it going. Didn't look to me like he missed anything. Yeah. Hey, yesterday you were doing a story about uh, you know, of course we're off of daylight savings time now. We're back we to the regular time. Yeah, about drowsiness. About drowsiness. Yeah. Yes. Um apparently it's not just this time of year. One in six teenagers admits to drowsy driving. Really? Which is impaired driving. Yeah, guys. It, it really is. It, well it is. Yeah. Many teens say they have driven while feeling drowsy, and they don't think it's as dangerous as driving while drunk or distracted. Oh, they are wrong there. The statistics would say otherwise. Right. That's just one of the findings of a 2023 drowsy driving survey from the National Sleep Foundation in Washington, Hmm. which explored 1,124 American teens' attitudes and behaviors about drowsy driving. One in six teens reported having driven while drowsy during their first two years behind the wheel. A vast majority, 95% of teens, acknowledge that drowsy driving is dangerous, but they don't think it's as dangerous as drunk driving, drug driving, or distracted driving. Okay. And the uh, PhD vice president of research and scientific affairs said it's important to note that drowsy driving is impaired driving. Yeah. Beyond a doubt. Okay. It's just like drunk, drugged, and distracted driving. Yeah. As for the reasons for why they are drowsy, a majority of teens cited schoolwork and jobs as the biggest reasons for sleep deprivation, not partying. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Pretty sure Wait, if you were I'm just sorry. doing your schoolwork and your job, you'd probably be okay, would be my guess. Okay, like I know the, there's some hardworking people that work at McDonald's that are high school students. We right. we, we know about them because they cue up the girl that was crying, saying, "I don't have time to do anything. I just have to do. I'm working full time." Yeah, we did that. To drive an hour in the car in the when well, no, she, was, the car, she was on a bus. I was in the, in the public transportation. Yeah, people. Hate I can't me. afford to live in the city. I know. I well, you chose to live in the city. That's right. Uh, teens who have jobs say they're twice as likely to have driven while fatigued hmm. to the point they had a hard time keeping their eyes open. Right. The survey did have one chief limitation, which is the potential underreporting of drowsy driving. Oh, yeah, I can, I can Because imagine. how do you prove that? Right. Yeah. I mean, do I they ask imagine. questions? Do they say how much have you slept in the past 24 hours? Yeah. What, you know, probably not. I thought not. Red Bull was supposed to fix this. Red Bull and things like that. that Five-hour energy. It's going to fix but so much. I remember having a conversation with, it was Bob Abbott's son, Tim. Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew Tim. He would, uh, when he was in college, Mm -hmm. and he would, you know, stay up, and then he would drive without any sleep. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, you may as well drive drunk. It's the same thing. Because there was a study even then that showed okay. it was just as bad. Yeah. And, and And I showed him the study, and he was like, Okay, message mm. received. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's such a good kid, yeah. though. But it it's it is a thing. It's entirely preventable. Mm-hmm. Um, six out of ten say they've done it. Yeah. So, and the other thing they say is, if you see somebody who's sleepy, 
then you, know, you need to step up. Yeah. No, if you're in the car with them. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I went through that with, with Mark on one of our trips. Mm-hmm. He was coming off night shift, and right. I was like, no. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. nothing woke him up more than me getting behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> the, the minute I started driving, he's like, I'm awake. I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope, sorry. <laughs> well, I know that because of all the whining and complaining yeah. going <laughs> coming from the other side of the sure. car there's that stretch of 29 south not really going north comes usually going to somewhere when i'm going north mm-hmm. coming home from charlottesville is that stretch of 29 oh. That, oh just just near that that big gas station you know that has all the taffy uh on the left as you're going south right you ever stop there see i've um, I, 29 is rough anyway yeah i used to have to make the the run from lynchburg to charlottesville okay and that was yeah I would not want to do that. I'd rather drive to Roanoke. Um, well, th- that one is mind numbing, and right. most of the time you didn't have cell coverage. You know, back in the day, like yeah, when yeah. I was going to see mom at sure. UVA, mm-hmm. um, you didn't have cell coverage, yeah. and the reception wasn't great. You right. know, for radio and sure. stuff, it was tough. Yeah, to to stay away. First wife fell asleep one. once coming back from the, we were we were coming back from the airport I in did, DC. I did it. So she fell asleep. Um, in that stretch between uh, just north of Charlottesville, got through Charlottesville, and then just beyond it. And, I mean, I was awake the rest of the trip. She she ran off the road, uh-huh. and and she managed to, to get it back on the road, but we stopped. She cried. I was fully awake, and I said, look, I'll, I'll drive the rest yeah. of the way home because there was no way well, I was going back to sleep. And I will tell you, and I was young, like these young people are, right. and I was working – at the radio station, I had a job at a furniture store, mm-hmm. and I would sing at the restaurant on Afton Mountain. Oh wow! Every Wednesday. Oh wow! Okay. I, I, I sang up there, and going home. And of course, I, I would be driving home until like one o'clock mm-hmm. or in the morning or so. And I woke up on the side of of Afton Mountain. Oh. Apparently, my car had just slowly, I just slowly come off. I was in my rabbit. I had uh-huh. a Volkswagen Rabbit. Yeah, I remember that. And that was just, that was the Lord, yeah, the I, Lord I swear. Because I there. could have very easily sure. driven off the side of that mountain. Well, and I think your dad taught you and uh, about not overreacting when you do go off. Absolutely. That's usually what makes a car flip. Mm-hmm. You overreact to bring it back well, on Well, if road. you're asleep, you can't overreact. <laughs> I learned is, that lesson. This is true. Yeah. Thankfully, my first wife didn't overreact. She went off that's the road, caught, woke up, and then we just pulled off. Because that's what will flip that car. Absolutely. For sure. It is 614, 614, 714. Let's try that one. 715, <laughs> almost 16, almost 17. Wow. Wow, these minutes are that really That creme flying. brulee really wore <laughs> off, didn't it? <laughs> it really did. We'll be back in a minute. It is Election Day. If you have an election story that you you know went to the polls, uh, let us know, 866-916-3776. Uh, I'm hiring Reverend Al Green to repeat that phone number here mm-hmm. in just a second. Call Janet and Mark, 434-534-8500, or toll-free, 866-916-3776. Call The Morning Jam. The Morning Jam. Yeah, 
missed part of the morning jam? Say what? No problem. You can listen to the show anytime by going to SoundCloud and typing in The Morning Jam on VTRN, followed by the numerical date. It's that simple. We upload all of our interviews, Janet's Five and Dine, The Morning Jam eye-opener, and each hour of the show individually. Don't miss out on any of the great content that's delivered online just for you on our SoundCloud page. It's a jam. The Morning Jam on VTRN. It is 721. Got the time right there, Janet. Look at that. I wish that clock was in front of me because I, I try to make on, eye contact with my ho- co-host over here. And my screen is to my left. And sometimes I blurt out the time and I don't look at it right. I need a big clock do right you, in front of me. Do you make eye contact? Because I don't. So you're looking at the side of my head most of the well, time. Well, I know, but... Um, and that's a but that's a habit that I that I have that right. came from music radio because I'm always picturing the person in the car that I'm talking yeah, to or the, yeah. the person that I'm talking to. I mean, mentally, I am making eye contact right. with you. I promise. Um, if you have any question as to whether or not the America is a laughing stock of the world, uh, this next short story should put that to rest. Um, an Israeli television show on Sunday released a now viral clip mocking liberal students in the United States, who I must say absolutely deserve it. Mm-hmm. The long-running show, uh, A Wonderful Country is what it translates to, posted the mock YouTube stream with a news update from the fictional Columbia Yosemite News, mm-hmm. hosted by students Kelly and Wordle. The duo begins by declaring the group LGBTH with the H standing for Hamas. <laughs> yeah, I totally simp Hamas, Hamas, Wordle said. It's so trendy right now. After chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, Kelly and Wordle move their attention to the toxic Zionist propaganda located on the fence behind them. The fence had a poster of an Israeli woman who was kidnapped in Gaza. The two hosts, of course, playing the idiot American college students cast doubt on the poster's legitimacy, noting that the woman was smiling in the picture and the location of the photo did not look like Gaza. However, they would later admit they had no idea what Gaza looked like. Okay. So there's that. Right. Totally sus, Wordle said. Do they think we're stupid? Kelly added before tearing down the poster. After declaring that Jews make the world dirty, Wordle stressed that he was not anti-semitic but instead was racial fluid Hmm. biting Mm -hmm. the faux college students then took a break from their activism to host an interview with their bff bestie freedom fighter abu fontana i love your headpiece the whole oppression chic very drip wordle told fada during the mock interview Fada would go on to say that he's safe underneath a Gaza hospital where he had the protection of Allah, oh, and two million innocent civilians. Kelly says, oh, community is so important these days. Fada became increasingly aggressive towards the two students as the interview continued, telling them they were homosexual dirt and he would throw them off a roof. Did you hear? Wordle said excitedly. They want to throw me a rooftop party. The unaware host continued to heap praise on their BFF as he said he would gladly visit America after his group is finished with Israel. It'll be a blast, he added. As the interview ended, the frustrated terrorist said the group was so stupid he wouldn't even bother killing them because he didn't want to waste bullets. Over 700,000 views in less than a day. Mm-hmm. 
the people who are saying this isn't funny have never been to Columbia or any other elite school in America, said another person. Other people were, of course, outraged. Um, not a single line of the pathetic skit was funny. Oh, yes, it was. Yes, it was, because they have their finger on the pulse of the idiocy yeah. of these American children Absolutely. who don't have a clue about what's going on. Yeah. Here, we'll just dip in a little bit. You need, like, humanitarian aid, food, fuel, medicine. It's okay. I have everything. I'm only hungry for rockets. As long as it's organic. Yeah. I wish I just could be there with you. You can. You can come to Gaza anytime, and we will throw you from the roof, you homosexual dirt. Do you hear? Bro, want to throw me a rooftop party. They are so welcoming and inclusive. So- <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll have to post it, that. It's, I mean, yeah. Is it is it wicked and biting? It is, but it shows the ludicrousness yeah. of what is going on in on American campuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, our Jewish students are not safe right. on on a college campus. When we That's, heard about safe spaces all these times, right? Got to have a safe space. Yeah, it's just messed Except up. A, unless you're a Jew, right? Mm. Yeah, then we don't have any of that. Eight six six nine one six three seven seven six. You're on the morning jam. Good morning. Hey guys, I just wanted to say I voted on Saturday and everything went great on Pittsburgh. Uh, now I've been voting Republican since 1988, and I uh, did not vote for Mark Peek because he was okay with a 15 week abortion and that's his choice. And I have to lay down at night with my God and read the Bible, and 15 weeks is not okay for abortion, and I won't support William Youngton or Mark Peake or anyone, any Republican who says that killing a few babies is okay. You know. Like so who did you that. vote for? I didn't vote for anybody. Gotcha. Thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I will continue doing that. I have to go tonight. I have to live with my conscience. And I will not, I don't care what you say, 15 weeks is pro-choice, you know. At least Robert Kennedy is solid on a 15-week thing and says he's pro-choice, but Glenn Youngkin and these guys are playing some kind of game. And actually, RFK is more stringent because he says no abortions after 15 weeks. Glenn Youngkin is wishy-washy and smart peak, and I, I just can't do it, I'm sorry. Well, and, I appreciate and, your opinion. You there. know, and there are people. That's why they've got billboards up all right. all over saying, mm-hmm. if you vote in these uh, Republicans, you're never going to be able to have access to an abortion, even if it means your life. Right. And they're, I mean, they're exploiting that. Oh, absolutely. To the, to the very end, and it'll work. Yeah, it'll work for them. Well, so, I'm, I'm. It, they're know, not. I'm, they're in between a rock and a hard place. They really are. No doubt. I mean, I'm pro life. I am and, too. And. You know, there there has to be... But I also live in the real world. Right. And and I know that if we're going to walk this back, at, it, it's, it's an all or nothing thing for some people. Yeah. And you're going to get nothing right. in the end. Yeah, because, because they, they are playing the abortion card big time. They are. In this state and others. Matter of fact, and Ohio, I'd like to see what's going to happen in Ohio. It's a straight up vote on abortion. Right. Right, you know, because you know they're spending. Yeah, and then maybe, maybe we would stand a chance then. But I, I just don't know that we will. They have done such a great job at convincing, oh especially gosh. women. My body, my choice. They call it health care for yeah. Crying they call out loud. it health care, and they have done a great job at not calling it what it is. Right. 
I mean, people that I never would have thought um, would would buy into it have mm-hmm. bought into it. Right. So, but I mean, I, I know what he's saying, and I, I'm facing that when I go to the polls today. Right. There's one, you know, particular candidate that Here's I cannot, with clear conscience, vote for. I can't. If I believe we have the winning message, that's life. Right. So, yeah. is it better to say, okay, how? What is the percentage of of abortions that happen? You know, 15 weeks and after. I I don't know those numbers. Sorry, but. I'll take what I can get at this point and fight to live or live to fight another day and, and try to win on the message itself. Why? You know, there's been a lot of uh, organizations that stepped up to the plate and were ready for when this thing was overturned and given to the states. And then there were organizations that weren't ready. They fought for all these years and then they weren't ready for the response. Mm-hmm. And so I, I say we continue to refine why life is important. And hope we went on that message. Wow. Because people will go to other states to get an abortion. Yeah. And and I and I say if we can fight to get it to fifteen weeks, then then let's fight to get it to fifteen weeks and then we'll fight to get it completely outlawed, which I don't think it'll ever be. I, right. I don't I just don't Right. I know. I mean I wish it I wish it would. And I remember my mother telling me as a little girl, um, when they were talking about in case of incest and, and in right. case of, you know, a death possibility to the mother. Right. And she said it's just a foot in the door. Yeah. They're they're just they're just saying that now. Yeah. They won't be satisfied with that. And sure. she was right. Yeah. Hey Thane Rosenbaum coming up here in just a little bit. We're gonna talk about Trump's you know, appearance in the court yesterday and some of the uh, the afterglow <laughs> of that pe- appearance from his well, his press secretary slash lawyer came out and uh, really rode the uh, prosecutor hard and the judge for that matter. So um, we'll talk to him about that here in just a little bit. Currently, we have 55 degrees in Salem and Roanoke, 51 in Danville, 50 in Bedford, 54 in Lynchburg, 53 in Appomattox and 51 in Amherst. It is 736 on the morning jam. Thane Rosenbaum from CBS with us this morning. Good morning, Thane. Good morning. Good hearing your voices. Yeah, yours yeah. too, bud. It's been a little bit of time. We're going to play You must it. be exhausted. <laughs> I it's hear you everywhere. <laughs> really am. Thanks for thinking of me. Yes. <laughs> we do. We're going to play a little clip of uh, Trump's lawyer from yesterday. But the 45th president of this country, one of the best presidents we've had, has built a great company. It's worth a ton more than that statement of financial condition. And she doesn't know how to get out of it because her politics won't allow her. She- I call I call her a smash up between Ivanka and and uh, Melania, attractive lady. Uh, everybody seems to want to get her phone number. Seems to be more than attractive though. Right. She seems to have a little bite to her. Yeah, uh, I I call her the press secretary slash attorney uh, for Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, she's claiming you know foul, and of course we know how these things go back and forth. Thane, uh, what what are your thoughts and and what really happened yesterday? So it was an interesting day. Um, not surprisingly, Donald Trump really didn't cooperate on the stand. Uh, all of your listeners probably know just from watching, you know, situation uh, police procedurals, that when you're testifying in court, you keep your answers really short, be very unemotional, uh, you know, and be direct. And that's not him. Right. You know, he was, he was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was he told he tried to answer a little question. And the next thing you know, he was just tagging the judge. 
Like it went nowhere. There was like no connection. All of a sudden, he went back to that. You know, witch hunt, weaponization of the justice, of the Justice Department, uh, trying to destroy his political career. Um, you know, and so there was this endless. And the judge repeatedly, certainly in the morning, was saying, "Look, this is my house, and I'm telling you, you're not allowed to do what you're doing." Uh, he didn't hold them in contempt. But it was really, you know, the judges saying, "Look, I'm the one that bangs the the gavel and says, order, order, you know, stay in order." And so uh, that there was a lot of that going on. Um, but you know, the larger argument that he made is, uh, you know, no one's hurt. You know, that was his argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, I paid back the loans. The banks made money. Um, the documents themselves, the financial documents themselves, had a disclaimer that said, don't trust these numbers. <laughs> it's hmm. literally something like that. Oh, wow. Right up front. You know, like, we, we these numbers were prepared by outside uh, accountants. Uh, be, be sure to have your own lawyers and accountants evaluate it. And, hmm. you know, Deutsche Bank and some of these other large banks did that, as they would do it anyway. Sure. And so they, they, you know, they, they loaned him the money. He paid back the, the loan. They made money. He made money. And then the last thing, you know, for him, which is sort of interesting, is you people don't know the real estate business. I do. And there's a few things about that, he was saying. You know, essentially saying, you know, people, you know, inflate the value of their property all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they put in a new garage, you know, or they put in a new gutter system, they triple the price. You know, everyone, you know, it's a very subjective transaction. People get emotional about their homes, and they get, you know, they get uh, indignant. This is what it's worth. And I don't care if I don't sell it, but this is what I'm going to get for it. Um, and, he, and then he said, my properties are actually undervalued. Not only were they not inflated, under why? Because no one is factoring my name, my brand, the Trump brand. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants something that was once owned by Trump. Um, so, you know, he was saying, on the contrary, I didn't inflate. I could have inflated. Um, so, you know, this went back and forth. But remember, the key thing, this judge has already ruled on the merits, meaning he's already said you fraudulently uh, inflated the value of your real estate portfolios and we're only having a trial now to determine how much is your penalty mm-hmm. uh, and whether there are other elements of the crime that we should consider as well so you know you know he's, he's not convincing the judge the judge has already ruled that you've already lied you've defrauded the people of new york um so look you know this is going to keep going on for a while you know, but for Trump, he was there. Uh, for him, this is a civil case, not a criminal case. Mm-hmm. But I always say, for him, this case is like a death sentence because this is the case that goes to the core of who he believes himself to be, a real estate New York mogul who's savvy and savvy dealmaker. Uh, and, you know, he convinced the world that was a best-selling book with Apprentice, right, the reality TV show. This case goes to the heart of that, saying you're actually a fraud. 
Um, you made up your your wealth, you inflated it, and you committed crimes along the way. Uh, and your kids helped you. So for him, this is very personal. So the reason he's in, he's in court every day, he doesn't have to be there every day. He didn't even have to testify. He testified there um, largely, I think, because he thinks that you know this is this is a this is an attack on his his identity. Mm-hmm. Can <clears throat> and I'm I'm going to ask you to be political here for just a second. And I know and you're we're so always good at not being. Uh, you know, <laughs> is, you are. Is does this well, happen at this level to anyone else other than Donald Trump? And I know he and in, he inflates the coverage too. Um, so, but is this, is this just because it's Donald Trump? So look, you know, as you know, I'm not ideological, right? You know, I'm, I'm straight down the middle. Yes, sir. Honestly, and no one loves when I say this. So here we go again. (laughs) All, all the cases are flawed. That doesn't mean they won't win them. They could win them all, Mm -hmm. but legally they're, they're, they're flawed. I can go one at a time and tell you, here's what's wrong with this case. You know, the four criminal cases and now this is a civil uh, fraud case. They're flawed. Uh, none of them are slam dunks. All of them, if he got convicted or if he found liable in this instance, could be overturned on appeal. All of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to think, because of what I just said, that if he wasn't running for president, none of them would have been brought. Right. Not a single one. Mm-hmm. That's not a good sign. Right. If I'm right. That's not a good sign. That yes. doesn't have a good look. It doesn't. You know, you know that, that these cases did not need to be brought. They were really brought because he declared his candidacy mm-hmm. uh, and that he might, he might be a little right when he says this is the weaponization of the legal system to stop him because he knows his base, he's a juggernaut, you know, he can't. He does nothing. He can do. You know, he's still way ahead in the polls. Right. Republicans. Well, you didn't know, he so on he, his first go around say, "I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, I'd still get elected." Absolutely. I mean, he yeah. said and, that. You know, and he wasn't <laughs> wrong. I mean, and yeah. many would argue. Right. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. You know, he wasn't wrong. It was shocking when he said it during the debate. This is way back. Mm-hmm. You know, when before he was the front runner. He would say, he said all sorts of things that people were shocked. Right. You know, he was making fun of the, the looks of the wives of some of the other candidates. Remember, this is all this era. Called a candidate, he, female candidate, a horse face. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he, he thought that John McCain was not a hero. Right. A guy who spent five years as a prisoner of war. Honestly, said, Thane, I've been following politics a long time, even as a kid. I thought that one thing alone, Me too. he's toast. Me too. He's oh, toast. Yeah. He is not going to make it because of that one thing. Me well, too. and the whole thing I still with, can't get over that one. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Well, that one and, you know, the the way he talked about Megyn Kelly. Um, oh, I know. Oh, my God. I, uh, horrible. <laughs> horrible. And Ted Cruz's wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Ted yeah. Cruz's dad so, was uh, on the grassy knoll. <laughs> yeah, 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 really. Yeah. But, yeah. but instead, so, I mean, he just drugged down his hardcore followers to his level you know now yeah. they think that's okay all of a sudden which makes me sad yeah. yeah yeah but so i but so when we go back to your question you know it you know the cases were flawed there's they're there it doesn't mean that he, they can't win but there's each one's got something not right you know 
the Espionage Act brought against a former president mm-hmm. who didn't give the documents to anyone else, right. didn't sell it, didn't destroy it, was just playing footsie with it, mm-hmm. shouldn't have had it. But the Espionage Act, that's a loaded act, a sure. very dangerous act that has always been criticized because it's really about enemies of the state mm-hmm. and it allows the government to determine that you're an enemy of the state with not a lot of proof. Sure. You know, not a lot. You don't need to remember this is what put the Rosenbergs, you know, electrocuted. You know, this has been a, a you know, a, a, a very undisfavored uh, uh, law and never used in the context of a former president who had possessory interest in documents. He needed to give them back. But you put a president in jail because it's in his house right. and he hasn't sold it or destroyed it. It's not, it's not, it's not a slam dunk. Mm-hmm. To me, it seems like, you know, all right, you can try to use it, but it seems like an inappropriate application of a law for what that is. Each, each one of these has that, right? right? Uh, you know, the a New York, the case that we're talking about now, New York Attorney General is bringing a fraud case. Her job is consumer welfare. Mm-hmm. How were the citizens of New York, how was their welfare hurt in this case? <laughs> right. How? Right. Tell me how the ordinary New Yorker is worse off because he got bank loans that he paid back mm-hmm. and that the bank had their own lawyers, saw the numbers, didn't care and got made money at the end. Right. And don't you think at the end that's how this is all going to end up? I just, you know, the thing is, he is so profoundly unpopular in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that even that falsification of business records with the Stormy Daniels hush money case. Right. Again, a very strange case. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that case does not look like campaign finance law violations. Right. It looks like a guy who doesn't want his wife and the people to know right. that he slept with a porn star. It doesn't look like he was making an illegal contribution to his campaign. Again, a little twisted, right? Really? Mm-hmm. That's what that is? It doesn't look like that. It looks like something else. What kills um, me is, you know, New York has a lot of problems right now. A lot of problems. I just can't believe this is the flame that's burning the hot, hottest. Yeah. But, and yet it no, is. it's true. And I live here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't use the subways at night anymore. I used to do that for decades. Sure. So, do you think the I, average person, like just the real person, not uh, not a huge powerful people, just the everyday person on the street, do you think they see value in in spending time and money and resources towards this? Every, yeah. No. Except that there is. You know, I've learned through. You know, this job that I do for you guys, I've learned that there really is something called Trump derangement syndrome. Mm. He really is. I have friends that are just bananas right. about, you know. But, hey, let me just say, I know I have no obligation to tell you this, but I didn't vote for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not voting for him again. He just doesn't. I'm not invested emotionally in him in the way that people are. The people who love him, love him. Mm-hmm. And the people who hate him really hate him. Right. And I just not I I feel like I've got other things going on in my life, mm-hmm. and I don't spend a lot, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. Right. Uh, but but people do. Yeah. So you know he is so profoundly unpopular in this city. Remember, this case doesn't have a jury. 
the judge is the jury. Um, but in all of the cases, you know, you're talking about a guy who, you know, generates very strong feelings. And it, he, it makes everything about him unprecedented. Yeah. Um, but I do think, you know, he is not wrong uh, when he says, you're trying to tie me up in courtrooms instead of letting me campaign. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's something that, is an- there's something that feels anti-democratic about it. Right. You know, he doesn't say it that way, but I think that if a person stepped back, you could say, you know, now he's got gag orders that are telling him to shut up. Yeah. As <laughs> if to say, this is the key campaign issue. Look what you're doing to me. Mm-hmm. Now you only even let me talk about it. Well, and right. and saying that to Donald Trump is like yeah, is like God. saying yeah. now talk about it twice as much because because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's how that you know, works. <laughs> I, I want your listeners to know you guys are great. You know, I I do this for a living, and so I'm talking to the whole country. But you guys are just great. So well, we appreciate oh, it, Dane. And and, I, yeah. and and you know I. <laughs> It's it's an interesting day around our state today because it's election day and everybody's looking, and, everybody's and, watching. And, yeah. and, and you know, as soon as this door closes on this election and in some other states and some of the things that are up for for grabs, I guess uh, we're going to be concentrating. I think even more on on the presidential election. But uh, uh, we we love your insight. We appreciate Thane Rosenbaum from CBS uh, News Thank with you, us Thane. this morning. Thank you, Bud. Any time for both of you. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. So we got to get to five and dime. When we come back, we'll go to the text line. We've yeah. got we've have a lot of people weighing in on the Allen call. We'll talk about that. Okay. It's time for Janet's five and dime on the morning jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market, celebrating 30 years, and you can get in on the 30th anniversary celebrations. Also, celebrating Veterans Day on yeah, Saturday that's right. with an extra 5% off yeah. for uh, any veteran that shops on Saturday. So today's recipe is for an appetizer because you guys have been asking for some appetizer ideas as we head into the holiday seasons. This is for a cheddar jalapeno jelly thumbprint appetizer. Wow. It's kind of like a cheese straw, only it's a little bit heartier. Okay. You know, Uh, this is how it's going to work. You're going to put your food processor. This is what I, I how I do it. Uh, and you're going to process some extra sharp cheddar cheese, eight ounces. Then you're going to put in your Parmesan and egg yolk until it's blended. Then you're going to add in your flour, all-purpose flour, mm-hmm. some butter, and some uh, cayenne and salt. And then pulse it until the, the dough ball forms. And you're going to turn it out into a sheet of plastic wrap, form it into a round, wrap it tightly, and then chill it in the refrigerator for an hour. Preheat your oven to 400 degrees. Line two baking sheets with parchment paper. Remove the dough from the fridge. Allow it to come to room temperature for about five minutes. Then you're going to pour some finely chopped toasted pecans into a bowl and place the reserved egg white in another bowl. Roll the dough into one-inch balls and dip each ball in the beaten egg white and then press it into the nuts. Uh, You're going to space the appetizers about an inch apart. Use your thumb or the tip of a spoon to make an indentation in the top of each bowl and then fill it 
with pepper jelly. Nice. Bake it for about 15 minutes until it's slightly browned. Allow it to cool on the bake sheets. Transfer it to a uh, wire rack and cool it completely. You can store it in an airtight container for up to two days, which is a joke because they won't like. It make won't it that last long. that they long. They won't last that right. long. There's just no way. Get the recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. Brought to you by FNL Market Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg, where their meats are cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. I enjoyed that Thane uh, interview so much. We we love having him on the show. If you didn't catch the entire interview, you can go back on our SoundCloud a little bit later and uh, catch that. In, Here's catch the that. thing, Janet. He is a straight shooter. He is. I did not vote for Trump, but he is making the case that there really is no case. If this right. goes to the but he's next, a lawyer. If, I mean, he right. Can do that. If this goes to the next level of of our system, mm-hmm. it's probably going to get booted out because it's and a joke. He, you know, he's right. making that admission, so he's an honest uh, journalist slash lawyer. Right. And and people were probably, you know, we were getting some texts, you know, during that. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to treat the guy with respect. Absolutely. Because I absolutely respect. And he respects us back. And he does. So. You know, so. And, and look, and and we we respect your, you you all can use your vote however you right, want to. Right, absolutely. Alan, you all are beating Alan up a little bit um, because because of his phone call. Right, but it's his vote to do it's with what he, he can what do he with will. It what he wants. The reason they're upset though is because of who Mark Peake is running against. Right, Donna St. Clair. They don't get any more liberal than Donna St. Clair. Sure. They just do not right. get any more liberal. Uh, one of our texts. I, I'm not going to read all of it, um, but uh, one of our t- text and this was echoed in actually probably three or four texts not voting for mark peak is voting for donna st Clair, a woman who celebrated the vandalism of fifth and federal who hates christians especially lu mm. and was part of the local group that doxed anybody locally that went to the capitol on january 6th oh, she was part of that she huh? is truly evil mm. and there were a lot of texts that and so you know what they what they're saying is if you're not going to vote for peak then you're voting for Donna St. Clair, who will fight for full-term abortion mm-hmm. up to birth right. like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. That's their point. Right. That's what they're saying. And look, I, I'm faced with the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I cannot bring myself to pull the lever for, for Tim uh, Griffin. I can't. Mm-hmm. He, I, I just can't do it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've never voted for a Democrat in my life. Um, and and if I don't vote for him, it's like giving a, a vote to. Now it's not going to do any good. Tim's still going to win, right? Um, but I can't, with a clear conscience, do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had somebody text me yesterday saying, "Well, that's because your friend, you know, because he beat your friend." Um, actually, I was friends with Tim long before I was friends with Sarah. Right. I tried to get Sarah not to run, mm-hmm. but she is the one that started telling me things about Tim, and I was arguing with her, going, now that's not true, and started looking into it and discovered it is true. You yeah. know, I mean, so everybody's got to do what their conscience allows them to do. Sure. And that's your right 
as an American citizen to do that. And let me tell you, Janet's taking hits. Oh, my God. Even as of yesterday. Oh, yeah. For some of the stance. And she's just reporting the news. Right. Yeah. She's not even saying the things that she was told privately. She reported the Politico and then the news story we had yesterday. I didn't even cover Politico. Oh, we didn't Because it was such a nothing story. I didn't even cover that one. I thought we did. Um, But, yeah, I've got trolls everywhere, which is fine. Troll on. If you're bugging me, you're leaving somebody else alone. That's my motto. (laughs) It's 8 o'clock.